Welcome to the show. We're just a couple of friends inside a refrigerator. Friends in the fridge. Fridge Friends Podcast. From... From the mics, that's how I've met everyone. Wow, yeah. that's and crazy. Pretty much everyone I've had on the show uh, so far is from doing all the comics I've had mm-hmm. on the show. I should say is from doing comedy. Yeah. Uh, but just from meeting them and then being like, "Hey, you want to be on the, the podcast or whatever?" or knowing them from doing comedy. Yeah. But I've done some other people on the show too. I had uh, the producers of the Oasis Music Festival. They like own this big EDM music festival. Yeah, no, I know Oasis. Yeah, that's they started awesome. it in 2020. I'm friends with those guys. Shout out uh, Chris Chavez and uh, Greg Hart. You know, we're looking forward to that in September. They actually uh, teamed up with Book Events Boise, which is like, yeah. they do a lot of like hip hop stuff, to do a second stage of that festival this year. And I got a slot to do some comedy at it. So doing well, comedy at the music festival. That's yeah, a little we'll bit. See how that you goes. know, that's like. <laughs> and it's the middle of the day slot too, it's, so it's, everyone's gonna be like day tripping. Like, fuck yeah! Like yeah. crashing, like crashing a, a music open mic. Have you done that yet? I have at that's, the east side. I, I did it yeah. at the east side and the um, the Mad Suite downtown on like a Tuesday. Oh, okay. This was like, I had such an itch. I was like, I just need stage time. I don't. I'm not doing anything. And yeah. it's like, and it was bad, dude. It's not. It's it unique, rough. but it's uh, it's hard to follow music, and then it's definitely weird at a mic that's like all music. All music, and, and everybody in the crowd at at the at that point, because you're like they put you up last, so everybody in the crowd at that point is other musicians who have already gone up. Yeah. So it's like they're not looking for comedy. You yeah. know what I mean? But yeah, they do that's it. gotta be weird. The one time I did the East Side, it was pretty cool. Uh, I guess I should do the the intro thing first though. Uh. Just so listeners oh, yeah. know who Absolutely. we got uh, the voice of, of on course. here. I didn't so he- hello and uh, welcome to the Fridge Friends Podcast. Excited to announce we got what Graham LeMay name. in the house. Graham What's LeMay? up? How you doing? <laughs> what a yeah. name. He's a local Boise comedian. And uh, as you can tell, since we just started jumping into it, uh, we've done mics together in the past. And that's how we know each other. Just like how yeah. we know most of the comics that have been on the show. Dude, I got <laughs> such a vibe that you've like been in the game for a long time. Just the way you're like friends with everybody. Yeah. I was like, I was like, oh, okay, yeah, he's like... He, he's a big buddy. He's probably been here doing it a couple years, maybe. And oh, then, thank you, man. Yeah. I, t- I take that as a compliment. I try to network as much as I can because it's like if you're just looking for somebody to like see your comedy and then book yeah. you, I think you're not going to get booked that much. <laughs> you got to fucking put the hand the, out there. Don't talk to me about booking. I'm, I'm like, apparently bad at oh shit at market uh, networking because uh, I think I'm, I'm about a I'm about a year and year and a month in. And uh, I'm probably been doing it the longest without getting and gotten booked the least yeah. out of all my friends. Like, well, but I, do you think that's because of the networking thing that you're not? Uh, I think so. Networking. Or? It's I mean, or I'm just a shit comic, which is a sure. possibility. <laughs> Don't get me wrong; yeah, it's definitely a possibility. Self-deprecating. <laughs> I've seen your work, buddy. I wouldn't say you're a shit comic. I um, 
Yeah, I think I podcast on stage too much. I just start talking. <laughs> you know what I mean? Hell yeah. <laughs> I lose the punchlines. You see uh, Ian Yearsley started a podcast? Oh, no, I didn't. Yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, on this, uh, I know there's a million stickers on there. We just gave me one last night. It's that next to that Illuminati. Oh, it's the one with the big ass? Uh, yeah, the big ass. That's Ian Yearsley. Dude, that is so funny. I know a dude who has that Alice in Wonderland tattooed on his body. With, uh, with the rabbit's the head, head. Yeah, that's like a uh, famous pinup artist. I got a bunch of stickers from that guy. Dude, he told me he thought of that himself. Oh, yeah. Fuck that guy. Classic douche. Fuck that guy. Someone else's artwork, and he's like, oh, yeah, I drew this. <laughs> <laughs> I drew this. Yeah. I fucking drew this. Okay, so is this just like a shoot the shit thing, or are we doing like an yeah. are you garbage? Do you have like a list of questions? Nah, I don't, do, I don't really do an interview style. I mean, I'll probably ask you some shit just to, yeah. as just to keep it I rolling. ask a friend, you know Fuck what yeah. I mean? Because yeah. uh, like I said, I, I consider us Dude, we're inside friends. a fridge. Yeah, chill. Of course we're friends. <laughs> this I, is insane. But I don't know you all that well, you know. Yeah, that's fine. Absolutely. There's questions and stuff like I don't. Well, I'm an enigma. I'm a mystery. I'm a mysterious guy. That's true. Yeah. No, I kind of leave it all out there. Yeah. Yeah. No, not really. Lemay French. Yeah. Sounds French. Yeah. Uh, French Canadian. I'm glad you said yeah, because whenever you get an guess an ethnicity, it's a little dicey. (laughs) No. Yeah, but it depends on which ethnicity. It's like if you see me, you could say, "What are you Irish?" and that. Nobody's gonna give a shit. You know what I mean? Pick all the white ones. You're usually pretty. You're good. usually as in long the safe. You steer clear of the Jews. It's hilarious. <laughs> It'd be kind of funny to like see like a you know like an Asian person be like, "Are you, are you German? No. Okay. That would be a funny one. No, that'd be like, like you just always whenever you, you just guess, purposely do it really fucking wrong. Not yeah. White. You just guess a white one. Like, are you? <laughs> Norwegian. Because that way so it's like, like Cuban guy. Because then <laughs> then it's interesting. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh. Why did you think that? Rather than, like, you piece of shit. No, I'm not Guatemalan. You really just look like Thor. (laughs) (laughs) I'm in a big Scandinavian vibe from your tan. Yeah. Dude. I always see you rocking the fucking Hawaiian shirts. Yeah, that's a thing. Is that, uh... Purposeful. 100%. I started doing comedy, and I was like, um... Like, what's the thing that I can do? What's something I can do to stand out? Okay. What's something that I can do to, you know, that people will notice? If the, if I go up every week, if I go up four times a week. Yeah, and they're like, like, the guy who's wearing the He's Hawaiian the guy shirt. with the Hawaiian okay. shirt. Yeah. yeah and then fucking got... other people started wearing Hawaiian shirts. And I was like, yeah. hey, this is my thing. <laughs> <laughs> Stop stepping on my What butt. the hell? Tyson. <laughs> fucking. Uh, yeah, I have uh, one Hawaiian shirt, but it's fucking pretty loud. So I don't wear it all that often. Oh, dude, the but loudest ones it. are the it's best like ones. Rastafarian colors. My oh, okay, yeah. In Hawaii, so it's like a fucking whole thing. It's my. But. It's it, well, it's turned into a thing. It started out just for comedy, but actually, interestingly enough, I was collecting Hawaiian shirts before I started doing comedy, oh. and that's why I made it my thing. Okay. I just wasn't wearing them a lot. Yeah. I just enjoyed picking them up from thrift stores, and I had a buddy who got me into them, and so yeah. I was like, and so I mean, they're just the perfect summer shirt. And then I started doing them with comedy. Super comfortable. Yeah. It's like you don't have to be fat to like them. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? You can you can be a skinny skinny fat person and you can enjoy a good Hawaiian shirt. Well, but yeah, skinny guys gotta find different ways to mix it up because yeah. you can't rock a tight shirt when you're skinny. I can't. You just look like fucking. A I'm not. I'm not drawing. muscular. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I, mean? like, <laughs> I look like I'm wearing a shirt that's too small if I wear a tight shirt because I'm like lanky. You know, my arms are going out to here. It's a problem. It's I don't a good know. Move, though, yeah. Hawaiian shirts. Uh, Fuck yeah. So how well, long, thank you. you said uh, I've been doing comedy less time than you. 
How long have you been doing comedy? I started in May, early May of 2022. So, oh, okay. yeah, so, about a year and a month. Yeah, just after the year mark. Yep, just after the year mark. Um, my problem is I, I accidentally take breaks where I'll be like, I'll be like two, like even recently for April. I think I took April off. Um, not on purpose. I was just like busy with life. And busy stuff. with life, you know. Everybody knows I'm getting a divorce, which is just like amazing. You know, makes it really easy yes, to, yes, to yeah. yeah t- it's not time consuming at all. <laughs> and I have a, I have a four year old, so I'm Does doing that. Stuff. And then it's uh, and it's like, and then there's all the existential stuff of like, am I even good at this? Am I having fun? Am I enjoying this? My jokes aren't hitting. Like, yeah, what's yeah, yeah. wrong? And then so that all hits. And then, but then I'll come back and it's like I'll have a, I'll have a boost. I don't know. It's like yeah. sometimes. I'd rather take a break than just bomb for a month straight. There's so much ups and downs in comedy. Mm-hmm. And just like, if you do, in voice, we don't get this opportunity a lot right now. It's like Wednesday's the only time yeah. unless you're booked to do more than one show in a night. Yeah. But that's, to me, is a perfect representation I love that of the shit, ups though. and downs, though. Yeah. It's because sometimes you can be like, oh, hell yeah, I'm doing everything that I should have done. My writing's going. Like, mm-hmm. my new joke popped. Everyone's liking this shit. And then an hour later bomb hard as hell and think that you should quit comedy and <laughs> it's just like, oh it turns <laughs> out i'm bad but then well how do you feel about bombing in front of our friends like yeah. i hate I, some of these mics dude where i'm doing jokes in front of everybody that's heard it before so it's like okay is this joke not funny or have i told it to Caden mcknight 13 times that's, that's in the last month part of it, i think right I mean, it has to be i'm not like i said i'm doing it less time than you so i'm not like a aficionado about comedy i know more as a fan of comedy than actual comedy experience but i think that there's definitely something to when the mic has dissolved to just comedians in the audience and you've told those jokes to those comics several times it's not gonna hit no if it is hitting they're giving you the <laughs> they're giving <you> the <laughs> i know where the punchline is <laughs> you know what i mean yeah absolutely the 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 but here's the caveat when you get a new joke and you make your, your comedian friends and they they give a real laugh yeah that that feels good that's it, really when it's that vibe yeah it pops harder because everyone's having that vibe everybody's like yeah. oh i've already heard these jokes oh i haven't heard this one yeah, yeah. um it, it motivates you though too because i i try to use that to try out my new jokes when it's like that like that lounge at the end of the universe mic on wednesdays mm-hmm. is so far i mean no, no i like it on it but it's mostly comics and yeah Last absolutely time, there was one guy that wasn't a comedian well, i don't know who the hell's so, supposed to promote it that's my question yeah like i'm are it's we supposed to promote it? I don't, I don't know. know. Like, I mean, I think let's do. Let's just shit on the Boise scene and then just <laughs> throw this out. Let's, but, who do you hate? No. Well, but everything everything has its place, right? So that yeah. one we know it's like going to be mostly comics. So you get that vibe going into it that oh, these people have heard my jokes. Some of them at the set right before this. So then that's your breaking ground for a new joke. Yeah, that's where I want to try a new joke because a, for one, I'm less nervous yeah. to tell it to those fucks. You know, <laughs> I'm just, just nervous twenty four seven. Fuck all the comics. Yeah, I feel. You know, yeah, I feel, feel what you're saying. When they're on stage and it's just us in the audience, mm-hmm. they're like, "Oh fuck, this is another night where I don't get a regular reaction yeah. to my jokes." So fuck all them. Use that as an opportunity to try your new joke because your new joke is the only one that's gonna hit them because they haven't heard it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then you'll feel real good about it too if you see like four people bomb in a row and then you go up there and you try a new you make joke LJ fucking yeah, get, giggle. Yeah, LJ yeah. in the back with his fucking deep ass. <laughs> oh, dude. That guy's giving me so much confidence, dude. 
Like, all you need is just LJ yeah, laughing. Yeah, you get LJ laughing, it's like, okay, well, he fucking liked it. So, dude, I mean, even Mad Sweet, even Mad Sweet sometimes with, with a solid crowd, with a solid crowd of, like, I don't even know what the numbers are. It's got to be, like, 25, yeah. 30, maybe. Oh, a bit, like, full, the downtown? Yeah. One? Oh, I've seen almost 100 people in that. Oh, is that how much? I, do, I can't count. Uh, like twenty twenty five. I don't want to like boost it, my numbers. You yeah, know what like I mean? Twenty four top tables, like twenty tables that fit four people. <laughs> oh, that's such that's a good point. That's a good you know such. I mean? That's, that's such a good back, fucking point. That's not even counting the bar, the bar or the back. Or the back. Yeah, and remember it's been. Dude, so I looked cool. in there. I literally looked in there. I go, dude, we got like thirty people in here tonight. <laughs> it was full. I'm telling you, it was packed. But that's because that's. I don't know if some of that might be self-deprecating. But I know some of that's because at craft it's packed when there's seven people. Yeah, the, <laughs> it's it's perspective. Like, it's a perspective. Shit. <laughs> oh, no, man. dude, that's legitimate. That's not even self-deprecating, and it's not because of craft. It's like I don't want to be like you know. I don't want to be the guy. Yeah, I brought fucking hundred people in. You know, at an open mic, I made a hundred. I killed in front of a hundred people, um, as if I've killed. But, <laughs> um. Like I think the Mad Swede downtown is the biggest crowd that I've performed to. Apparently, it has well, to be the lounge, because the lounge I performed once opening for Chris Shaw. Oh, did you get he booked? Sold yeah. Out that place. Dude, what's so, it like to get booked? That's like a that must be a nice sensation. Well, must be fucking sick. You've been booked, bud. I've gotten right? booked on showcases. Yeah. With ten with ten other fucking comics. Yeah. <laughs> so for as far as booking goes. For me, it seems like I've been booked on a lot of stuff because I haven't been doing it that long. But for like the uh, Blue City comedy, mm-hmm. I've only been booked on uh, comedy competition. Really? Uh, comic of the month. That's my only booking through them. Do you know how many times? Yeah. And it's it was a it was a fun time. It was a good. Yeah, but you've been on, you've been on Twisted but it, District. It's different than a show. You've been on Twisted District, Watson. Yeah. Twisted District. Uh, shout out Nico. He gave me a, a guest. Love that guy. So that I guy's did, so awesome. I did, uh, seven seven minutes on uh, mm-hmm. like a guest spot for that. Tight well, seven. Watson's gave me my first bookings. Really? Just because I was doing open mics at uh, the Mad Swede, and uh, I don't. I'm not sure if it's the same people booking it now, but Emmanuel, him and uh, uh, you know Emmanuel. No, I don't know any of these fucking people. That maybe Emmanuel that's why. Bear? Maybe he. Uh, I don't he's know hilarious. names. He does. Uh, he's touring with Nate right now. I think they're out of town together. Nate Ford. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Emmanuel, he worked at Watson's and then kind of did the same thing that Eugene Basham does at the Lounge, mm-hmm. where he's like a regular host there. Well, uh, his girlfriend uh, also like booked that place. I think because they saw me at the Mad Suite downtown and then asked me. Uh, about performing. That's how I got my first show. It was yeah. at Watson's. But it was like right after Watson's first open. So I think they were going to the open mics to see who's funny. And they didn't really know like how long people have been doing it. They just watch it and, oh, this guy got Oh, this guy's funny. And whatever, you know? Yeah. We'll ask him what he wants to do. And then, so I did good on my first show there. And so they kept booking me a couple times. Like oh, that's two awesome. or three times. That's how I started getting stuff with Nate Ford is because he was like doing one of those out-of-town shows with Emmanuel and they got stuck in the, on the road because it was like December. Mm-hmm. And so they were supposed to do a Watson show. Couldn't do it. So, so they called he you? they asked me. And I was like, oh, yeah, for sure. Like last minute type of thing. Oh, yeah. So that always helps out, I think, as far as the booking thing. If they're like, oh, I can get this Being guy the call, pitch. yeah. You know, even though it was more like I was the replacement. 
I performed well. Stage time. And yeah. I helped them out, so they remember that. And then so I think that like helped kick it off because that was both of those things were in the first like two months of me doing comedy. But as far as the open micing, aside from other people watching the open mic randomly and being like, "Oh, I booked this room," I haven't got booked from open micing. Well, I've I've accepted it, dude. I think I'm just gonna be an open micer for the rest of my you know ten years, you know, and then and then you know, God, maybe I'll get booked. But once you get (laughs) once you get on any shows, yeah, what you have to do is like you're focused on the show and the comedy, of course. You know, that's what you're there for is to make everyone laugh, but you have the opportunity there to be in the green room and talk to the comics and then befriend comics yeah. and tell them, you know, oh, I'm looking forward to this or whatever and ask them what they're looking forward to and make a, a memorable impression on those people, especially if you never met them before. So then when they're stuck on the road out of town, they'll look at their phone. Oh, the last guy who messaged me, Jake Martin, maybe he'll do the show. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, uh, yeah, that's fun. Or, <laughs> or maybe I just look. Here's the thing: I think I'm fucking great. Okay, <laughs> so these people should be just fucking. You know, they should coming recognize when I'm. Yeah, they should be coming to me. No, I don't know. Um, it's cool. The lounge, though. I thought I couldn't get shows there because it was it was like a closed thing. From what I it, heard from it was other pretty, comics, I've heard it was clicky a little yeah, bit. But now they got the open mic there. Yeah. And, uh, the first time I went there as like a uh, audience member and the people who booked that place were there they asked me about doing a couple minutes or whatever and seemed like super open about it and everything and i was like oh maybe it just there's like it's a just, weird you have to know people thing between the rooms so unless you actually meet the people i want to make a judgment for yourself because absolutely to, to me the lounge has always been open but you know, well, let's be clear. A booker said stuff like that about Watsons, and they're the first place that booked me too. Yeah, the, a booker is not going to book somebody that they've never heard of or seen. Yeah, that's like, true. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or if unless somebody vouches for you, right? Like, like I think there's this like idea that you have to you know suck the dick of all the bookers in Boise. <laughs> like that's literally I've been told you like have to suck their though. dick, but it's also yeah. a little bit. I'm sure people are like, well. No, you don't actually have to fuck me. You just have to know me. Like, yeah. you, we can... And then, if I think you're funny, I'll I put never, you up. I've never fucked for stage time. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, uh, yeah, that's comedy. It's comedy. <laughs> I'm not saying that's not happening, though. I'm sure it is, seems, dude. Uh, dude, I, I know for a fact Jack Wheeler sucked Burt Kreischer's cock. Well, I would do that. Just like, oh, yeah. Uh, you think I wouldn't... Yeah. Take it from Tom Segura for a little stage time. You think I wouldn't? Yeah. Also, how about how about Nico opening up for Bill Burr, dude? Nico and who was it? Nate. Nate Nico and Nate opening up for Bill fucking Burr, yeah. dude. That's, that's insane, bro. Dude, I'm gonna kill both leg. of them, and then maybe I'll get called up, well, dude. But, so or the, I'll let Bill Burr fuck me. Whatever Jack, works. You know what Jack I mean? Wheeler thing. It was like a random occurrence. Yeah. But Nico and Nate. Got that situation from networking on social media. Is Twitter, right? So you gotta fucking every now and again shoot your shot. That's Hit up Bill Burr and say, "Hey, I got I'll five fucking minutes. suck your asshole, minutes. Bill Burr." And then he, Send this to him. I will nice suck your asshole. Kindness of his heart, which doesn't seem like a fucking angry ginger, I would know, right? right to be right. like, "Oh, you got five minutes? Come on, dude. Come on, my show. Yeah. You right. fucking let him do it, you know." But coming to Boise, that's so cool. You got you got to try to do that. I uh I saw on you, did you ever meet that 
Lauren. Uh, Lauren Michaels? No. Um, from SNL? No. I haven't. <laughs> I haven't met him yet. She's an open micer, but she was on the only Mad Sweet show that I got booked on the Comic of the Month thing. She was on that. But she mostly came to open mics at the Monday Mad Sweeps on the Cold Road one. And she's like blonde. She told some stories about yes. college and stuff. You have yeah, a neck I thing? She had a thing on her neck. Like she got cancer on her neck or some shit. Yeah. 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 So, she's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. She's like she's fucking funny. Paper towels and stuff. Yeah. 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 That girl. Uh, she opened for Eliza Schlesinger. Wow. That's yeah. awesome, dude. Or at least that's what her Instagram said yesterday. So, there is a thing to the network. She was just at the show. She's, <laughs> She's just, just like, at the show. Opening up for Eliza. <laughs> Selfies fucking in the fucking 36th row. <laughs> well, but there's a thing to that, you know, where, like, if you got fucking five solid minutes and you just start shooting your shot over the internet. I, I've done it, dude. I asked yeah. Steve Hofstetter when he was coming to Boise if he would let me open for him. And he actually responded back and was like, I bring for my own comics. <laughs> hey, said I'm fucking no. It, you know? No, I, I will not. Got it? I, uh, hey, show your shot. I'm not above that. Yeah. I know. I'm, I'm obsessed with Kill Tony. You ever watch Kill Tony? Fuck yeah, dude. Yeah, I, uh, I know if I ever get on that shit, I'm going to fucking ask all those guys to try to get me on shows for sure. That's where I. That's actually where I get along with a lot of the comics in Boise is just loving comic comedy like yeah watching all the stupid podcasts like i sp- you know i can't be spending t- i can't i can't be spending uh if you have a, a vape i've never smoked i've never smoked cigarettes i've only ever hit nicotine vapes oh i don't recommend it then but if you want a vape i think there's one in the other room dude <laughs> is it used well my sister's yeah she it's a, like a permanent vape not a temporary one We'll see. We'll see. I'm about to get into my third beer here. So. Oh, are you going to fucking. Uh, uh, I only brought three beers. Oh, Don't worry. Man, I thought you were going to shade gills this it's shit. Fucking. <laughs> the whole table just fills up. I got to drive beers. home. Otherwise, <laughs> fuck yes, I would do that. Hell yeah. Um, <laughs> shit, what were we just talking the about? The last thing I remember drinking was PBR. So. Really? Yeah, I quit drinking yeah, a while back. Yeah, when did you quit? How, how oh, fucking old are you? Ago. You're like. 26 i appreciate you brother i'm, I'm 30 yeah, I'm you're 30 okay i wasn't yeah. far off honestly yeah. my brother's 26 and i say dude you're getting there you're yeah. almost 30 dude you're fucking old <laughs> yeah. you're old as shit i got three kids so if you say that and you're still in your 20s it's fucking weird <laughs> <laughs> like, what the fuck's going on with this guy how old are your kids oh uh, by the way was that your wife or is that your sister that left that's Brandon Hibbs. Uh, or just that, just a wait. random gal in the. No, so that was sorry. There's multiple people leaving. Yeah. My wife left with my kids. Yeah, okay. And then also with one of my sister's kids, uh, to go get some groceries. Oh, okay. She, so and I stole her spot. Sick. Thank yeah. you. Thank you for that. I, I, so she has to walk to farther. Walk yeah, yeah, walk farther in the rain uh, with the groceries. Well, Fuck we'll yeah. Brandon Henry for that because he was on the episode right before this, and he was refusing to move his car. Because he thought it was funny that you were moving your car back and forth. As soon as you pulled up, I was like, hey, you should go tell him to move his car. He's like, well, wait till he walks up here. 
Yeah, oh, yeah, he was coming at me. He was fucking coming but at me. He was coming in, at me like I was the idiot. In his defense, I laughed about it. I was like, yeah, let's do that. And then I gave you shitbag directions to pull your car up behind my wife's car. So then she immediately had to have you move your car. And then you didn't understand my shitbag directions. So you pulled back behind Brandon's car. And then we didn't tell you again. Honestly, so he, I'm glad I made it harder for once, all of you. And then I trolled you like three times. And <laughs> made it real awkward. No, here's the, it's 3D chess. I trolled all of you. Because she wasn't able to leave, so you had to wait for me to move my car. And then he wasn't able to leave, because she had to wait for me to leave, move my car. Shit. Yeah, and you ended up with the best parking spot. So. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> yeah, fuck your wife. Um, just kidding. I plan on just, leaving. Yeah. Let's see how the podcasting goes. <laughs> Is it weird that I'm worried about bombing? On the podcast? <laughs> That's funny. You know what I mean? Yeah, you can't bomb on this podcast because there's fucking probably 25 people listening to it. Oh, we'll get those numbers up. We love you. Yeah, we love you. Uh, We love you, Tanya. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Shout out my uh, third cousin or whoever the fuck's listening. (laughs) I'm gonna, dude. I'm gonna blast this out. I have like 400 followers. Oh yeah. Uh, Had to build it up. Yeah, absolutely. If you think about that, 400 people in a room, I mean, on the internet, everything's inflated. So you're like, oh, 100,000 people saw my video, I'm the shit. But if you think about your 400 followers, 400 people in a room, that's a That's a big video, fucking bro. room, yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. Well, like, and the idea of sharing stuff. Like, if, if you get one funny sketch that you put up on Instagram and yeah. all 400 of those people shared it, one good podcast. Get monetized. Yeah. And then, like me, You'll get demonetized for talking shit about the police. Fuck the police, <laughs> by the way. Can we talk about that? I fucking yeah. hate the police, dude. I'm, uh, I'm an I'm I'm yeah. I'm an avid believer in abolishing the police. Oh like, really? Yeah. Not like not not them. not defund. I mean abolish, dude. Uh-huh. Fuck them. You know, I heard you guys were talking about abortion before this, so um, <laughs> let's yeah. just Abort dive into that. Abort the police. <laughs> I think there's, I mean, there's got to be a gene in the in the in the human genome that's like, oh, this guy's gonna be a douchebag cop. I mean, part of it's got to be environment, though, you know, because some of those guys become pro wrestlers. <laughs> <laughs> it's just when you that's dream, funny as shit. When you dream of being a pro wrestler and it doesn't work out, and then you end up living in a double wide. And you're like, fuck it, I'll be a cop. <laughs> When you start bagging the blue and these, you know what? I should, I should, you know, instead of just saying I back the blue, I should become the fucking blue, and I should, you know, fucking be allowed to do whatever the fuck I want. Well, so here's what pisses me off about it, fucking. So I was, it's, it was Facebook. Yeah. Fucking Meta, whatever the fuck. Zuckerberg well, they're building a factory out here. That's thing. probably why they're like, oh, he's in Idaho. Oh yeah, he's in Idaho, and he doesn't like the cops. What I shared was. They said flag for fake news, false news, right? And it's mugshots of people. It was a memory. So I posted two years before, and Didn't everyone get... knows what's going on two years ago, right? So I, I was like, oh, I'm going to share this again. It was a big, long string of mugshots of people who yeah. committed, like, misdemeanor crimes, like shoplifting. But their speeding. jaws were fucked, yeah, right? Yeah, fucked up, yeah. And they're like, oh, fake news. I'm like, who the fuck do you think did that? Like, the Fred Meyer or, guy who Who do you think stealing? posted <laughs> like, the mugshot? Yeah. I didn't post. It's not on my Instagram. Well, and it's a little fucked up to me, too. Like, I've been in jail more times than I like to recount. That Hence the no sober. No matter how fucked up 
you are physically from the police or from being in an accident or whatever. If you're getting in jail, they're like, all right, motherfucker. Roll now your stand fingerprints up. on the machine. Put your Doesn't matter on. if your hands are broken. Lift the fucking thing. <laughs> we got to make sure we know what you look like after <laughs> you got your ass <laughs> You're not, You're going to look different when this is healed, but we still want... Hey, that's like making fun of you at that point. See, I'm on the fence about the abolish the police thing. I uh I like oh, the idea of it. I fucking hate the police. Uh, I think th- along the lines more of uh, that it should be like a community structured thing though, as opposed to a government entity. I don't know. I mean, because you run the risk if you have no police of militant groups. We've seen problems with that in Idaho. They just arrested fucking what thirty something guys in the back of a U-Haul trying to shit on the gay pride parade in fucking Coeur d'Alene, like two days ago or something. Did you see that? Somebody tried to do a gay pride parade in Coeur d'Alene, fucking Idaho. <laughs> well, yeah. Be prideful. Do the thing. But be smart about it because that's <laughs> that seems yeah. like a fucking risky fucking move. Okay. They arrested the militia. Oh, you mean the people that fucking live there? Well, a lot the, of those the, people just came the town. From out of state. Exactly. Yeah, oh, like, oh, the militia came from out of they state. They got arrested. Yeah. Oh. They had I was, organized. Some, it was. What's weird about it is it was like a white nationalist group apparently yeah. that like formed on the Tido. internet like most lonely yeah. guys. Tido. And then, <laughs> then Coeur d'Alene being like the hub. I'm ninety percent. Like, sh- yeah. We'll come on down. <laughs> you know. And then they rented a U-Haul. And everyone put their masks and their fucking battle gear on or whatever. And they're going to go down to where they're having Pride Week. But somebody that was at the same hotel as the U-Haul yeah. was like, Hey, I just saw like 30 dudes get in the back of a fucking U-Haul <laughs> wearing bulletproof vests and shit. So they shut it down before they even got there. Yeah. Whatever their idea was was to like wait, where was Wait, where was the Pride Parade? Was at it in Coeur d'Alene? I think at a public park. Yeah. Like, I'm just saying, don't do it there. Yeah. You're not well, gonna. We saw here in, in even in Boise, which is a blue city for a red state. Yeah, you know, as blue as it's gonna get. In yeah, Idaho. absolutely. We saw during all the shit that went down in 2020, uh, and then even after the election and all that shit. Uh, sick. Uh, all right. Yeah, the old car alarms. Yeah, let's get it back. Fucking fuck my neighbor, huh? Is that what's going on? <laughs> He's like, oh, they're doing a podcast. Yeah, fuck them. Yeah. Um. At first I thought it was a car alarm, but now I know it's the neighbor uh, getting backdoored against the horn of the car. All right, yeah, yeah, yeah happy for him. Because that didn't seem, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, send me an email, bridgefriendspodcastgmail.com. That didn't seem like a robotic rhythm. No, that was a... That very, was intentional. Yeah, that was mean. very somebody. <laughs> like, what are you doing? I like it. I like the horn. Uh, it make, where it makes was me, I at? What was I talking uh, about now? Fuck the police. Fuck the police. No, yeah. it was. Um, oh, the malicious thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we saw here in Boise that there was like, during all like, Portland's like burning to the ground and there's like yeah. the Proud Boys fighting the fucking uh, Antifa in the streets there. And here, none of that shit. None. None of it. But it was because there's an overwhelming amount of militia here that feel a certain way. And all I'm saying is, if you completely abolish the police, the police become those groups, and then they just don't have a, a supervisor anymore. So it would be even worse of the same shit, where now you have like a neighborhood police department, but they're just, their only uh, credits 
for being the neighborhood police department is they're the biggest redneck in the neighborhood with the most guns. With the most guns. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I'm not, I'd look, I don't think it's the worst thing to be the biggest redneck in the neighborhood with the most guns. Yeah, I don't know. But do you think that guy's going to do the right thing? That's the thing. I don't think the police are doing the right thing. That's, that's what true. I'm, that's, that's my true. thing. The police are You know what I mean? Right I, I don't think they're doing the right thing. I think they're, most of them are subsidized by our taxes. and yeah. Not most of them. They're all subsidized by our taxes and they're not doing the right thing. I say abolish the police because fuck it. It's all bad anyways, right? I'm also, like, I'm an idiot. So anything <laughs> that I say, just go from there. But, like, if it's all bad all the time, and I don't know if I've it's all bad. I've never been helped out by the police ever. Ever in that. my life never have I had out. a I've good interaction with a police a officer. But I've never been helped out. No. I, and I've seen and I, well, through the prison uh, but, system that they don't help anybody out as far as rehabilitation. So I'm not a fan of the police. Like, I also think that if we had no law enforcement, that it would become militia-based, which I'm worried about that because I could protect my family, but I can't protect my family and the neighbor's family who's disabled. But, you know what I mean? Okay, so... Which, obviously, because that fucking horn, right? Who's... Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Clearly, somebody who's fucking just... <laughs> That's on video forever. What I just did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's alright, dude. Everybody honks horns in their own fucking way. It's no big deal. Some people hit it like a bongo drum. It's cool. Um. <laughs> no, I don't know. I, at, at that point, I guess like whose job is it to protect them? Because I, I can't. I don't. It's not like I feel like the police are doing it. I don't yeah. think the police are protecting them. I think the police are waiting for people to leave their houses. And if they have are above a point oh eight on their breathalyzer, let's just fucking ruin their life as fast as possible. Well, and let, let's not... That's what sent me to prison, let, DUI. Let's so. not do something that rehabilitates them, that makes them, you know, better people. Let's fucking... Let's ruin their lives forever because they had four beers instead of three beers. Yeah. Let's destroy them financially. Well, then they can't they, get insurance. The police have shown just recently... That in a serious situation where the fucking community really needs them, the biggest shooting that's ever happened the in U.S. history. Number one. They refuse to help the kids. Yeah. The refuse. number one. What if I get shot? You fucking pig motherfucker. You're trained to be in that situation for one. Well, yeah. You're wearing a bulletproof vest for two. And for three, the kids are getting shot, bro. Let's, like, let's, <laughs> well, yeah, the, this idea, this idea of like, my job is to get home to my family. No, it's not. That was never your job. If, if, if you don't want the job, don't take the That's job. That's not your job. Your job is to protect That's why I don't and serve. about Blue Lives Matter. No, that, it's because you chose fuck the Fuck your job. life. If you want that job, it's just like the military. I have a, all the heart in the world for the military, but you chose to well, do it's it. This idea, it's like, well, it's this idea. Police. Think about this. It's a big thing. You, you can go down a rabbit hole on this, but it's like your life is not more important than other people's lives because of the job that you chose. Yeah, no That goes is. all the way up yeah. to the president. Yeah. President decided to be the president. Yeah. If a president gets assassinated, it's like, what the fuck? What do we do? Well, that I see is like... It's a world leader. They're a world leader. They're a world thing. leader. It's a sim. There's fucking seven people behind them that are just as qualified, apparently, right? Yeah, yeah. To do the same fucking job. Yeah. Right? Well, why is that person's life more important? That's the, the that's like a thing with George Washington. He didn't want everybody to think that he was a king, yeah. right? He didn't want people to think that he was more important than them. 
Yeah, he was the first separation from the monarchy, yes. though. So that's probably why he felt that way. Is that like? But I that's don't want everybody to should feel that way. Which it's, I get that, but the last guy your job doesn't make you more important. As a president, he got shot. Right. <laughs> you know? He got shot, and he, he knew that his life was not more. Yeah. Valuable than I don't know. He maybe wanted, I don't know. Everyone three beers be in. Yeah. yeah. He thought his life was just as valuable as the guy working at the factory. I get the that, cops you know? should think that. Clearly, the cops in Texas didn't think that. I don't think the cops in Boise think that. I don't think anybody uh, yeah, fucking thinks yeah. that. I don't. I think that people value themselves more than other people. And it's like, yeah, you're absolutely allowed to do that, but you know what you should do? You should go be a fucking car salesman. Yeah. You know, you shouldn't. Yeah. If you're if you're not cut out to put your life on the line to protect somebody, you shouldn't be protecting. You shouldn't be putting your, your life on the yeah. line to protect there's somebody. A, there's a million jobs to have. You don't choose the yeah. job that is the only person we're gonna look to if our kids are getting shot at in the school. Yeah. If you're gonna say, I'm too scared to go in there. How how do you think that would pan out if our military was like that? Yeah. You know. If they're like, oh, we're being attacked, we're going to hide under the bed. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? By the way, we don't even know. Our National Guard might be fucking like that. It probably is. They've I've never been national, attacked. I've met, some I've met them. People. I've partied with them. I've done <laughs> drugs with these people. I know them. They're, hey, Brandon Henry was in the Marines, <laughs> served in Iraq, just found out about it on the last episode. That's so. sick, dude. That's 30 a, minute conversation will get you there. <laughs> here's a sample of the Petri dish. Just saying that. I, uh,. I met some of the most mentally unstable people uh, who are ex-military. So it comes from all of the same. Every job is going to have people that are good and bad. Yeah. But there's certain jobs that if you have somebody bad, it's detrimental to society. It's Politics bad for everybody. Is like that. Police is like that. And to an extent, so like public service, public like service. Yeah. If you have a bad nurse like that one bitch who's giving people fake coronavirus vaccines because of her own hey, personal hey, beliefs. Hey, hey, <laughs> hey, I don't want to talk bad on that woman. She might have been. No. She might be right. We don't know yet. But I mean, you get to make the choice for hey, yourself. Don't get let's be careful here. Nurse. If I'm getting injections at a hospital, I want it to be what the nurse is saying it is. <laughs> Not what she fucking believes she should tell you. Like, oh, I heard this is real good for you. That was in Germany. They're all fucked over there, so. Yeah, yeah but we owe our space program to them, right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the Earth is flat, so. Uh, let's just go from there. It makes it easier to take off, bro. Yeah. <laughs> That's a great take, actually. <laughs> it's hilarious. No, the flat Earth thing's fucking ridiculous to me. I'm fascinated with any type of. Theories, conspiracy yeah conspiracies and stuff but certainly well you started a podcast that that's yeah it's, it's part, like part of it yeah it's conversation jason <laughs> <laughs> but if, if a theory is so asinine that you could punch a hole in it at like a third grade reading level, on video yeah then yeah to me it's just entertaining. i love their level. documentaries i love it when they just like fuck themselves over on their own documentaries so funny to me. I think it's far more likely that we live in a simulation. Yeah, but isn't that just isn't that uh, what is that intelligent design? Yeah, it could be it's like, like the same it thing. Could be design. Well, so here's the weird thing about it is depending on how you interpreted it is like, say you're playing Minecraft. You yeah. Know, you create a whole world, right? Right. The idea of simulation is that somebody created this world just like that. But it could be just a person like us. 
from the future or from the past but had the technology to create that that has since been gone or whatever. Right. But that we're all just characters in uh, some sort of game, more or less. But the thing that's weird about it is that, like, if you think about it, just in our lifetime, less than 30 years, they've developed the technology to create that, like a virtual reality yeah. world that you could live in. There's a dude right now who never leaves his house that, like, gets IVs and lives in virtual reality or whatever. By the time we're dead, there will be a complete, like, virtual existence. Yeah. So to think that in all of time, in That's... all of space, nobody could have created that, to me, seems like it's more likely that has been created. So there's a chance this could be that, that we're just, like, in a simulation. Which to me is more likely than the flat Earth thing, but it's still one of those things that it's like theoretical, so it's hard to. So yeah, but right, but uh. Hard to prove. Then why the fuck am I doing what I'm doing? I, this is uh. <laughs> <laughs> but why are you? This sucks. It's the same like philosophical thing as like, are you really awake when you're dreaming, or when you're asleep? I, I There's think no way to prove it either way, because we just choose to say this is awake. And when you're asleep, that's dreaming. But it could be flipped. No, I don't know. You know because, they, like, what's the Hollywood Dude, because I've seen some nonsense in my dreams, okay? Like, I've seen some nonsensical shit. Yeah. That's, whereas this makes sense, and I think this makes sense to a lot of people. And, but uh, why does it make sense? Because you were taught that in the day when you were awake. Right, but I've never felt emotions dreaming. Ah. Right? That's interesting. Like, what about fear, though? Like a nightmare. Yeah, but you wake up as soon as you but start to feel. As, but as soon as you start to feel like real fear, as soon as you start to feel real flight or fight or flight, oh, you wake it up. Takes you out of it. Okay. Right? What about like happiness though? You never been like, like having a wet dream, banging it out. Do you know what happens? You fucking wake, wake up. Ah. So the emotion is what brings you back to the yeah. world. You think? I don't that's fall asleep when I come. Yeah, that's interesting. You know what I mean? I'm not. Yeah, I'm, get, yeah you're ready to go. When I'm fucking, <laughs> I'm not. I don't like all of a sudden come and just. I'm out, you yeah, know, like, that's true. as soon as that happens, I'm, I'm here, I'm, I'm alive. That the emotion proves the consciousness. I, I think so, yeah, it, yeah. It, but, and subconscious emotions are a real thing, and that's what I think you're feeling when you're dreaming, like, you're, uh, you're subconsciously feeling emotions, but it's distant, it's, you're not there, and the emotions are over there, and yeah, then once they become like very real, once they become very real, it's like, okay, now your body's feeling it. Huh. That's interesting because I've noticed in, in some dreams I've had that I feel extremely analytical. Right. You know, that you're like gauging Illogical. the environment you're, you're look, around. Especially if like, you're a little oh, bit that lucid. Tree's pretty, you're more like, oh, that's a pine tree that's about this tall, that kind of thing. And that, and that could be because you wake up and that's the only way you can remember it is like, huh. that was a pine tree. That yeah, kind of like, like yeah. documenting it for you're your not, memory. Or you're whatever. not thinking about how you felt seeing it and maybe you are maybe you're adding that in but i don't think you're feeling that when you're asleep yeah that's super interesting yeah i'm a fucking genius look at me a lot of acid yeah significant sums of acid never did mushrooms um because i never felt like the only time when i did psychedelics it was like i was doing drugs like i was having a fun time yeah i always felt like mushrooms yeah yeah. i always felt like mushrooms were like a like a whole thing that you gotta go through and i just respect it and acid, I mean, I'm not going to say acid isn't isn't totally yeah, like that. Yeah, some people feel the opposite, where they're like, I've done mushrooms, but I'm terrified to try LSD. LSD is insane. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it, 
the reason I brought that up when we were talking about dreams because a lot of people feel like similarities in it, like yeah. maybe it's a, a similar type of thing. Then there's that the scientific theory of like the DMT molecule being released when you dream, and then some psychoactive chemicals also releasing that. Oh, I, I'm I'm of the opinion that like even when you're like when you're tripping, you're you're on a drug. Yeah. Right. Nobody nobody wakes up or is born goes through life and it just randomly trips like. You're, I don't know if I, th- I believe that you're traveling dimensions. You know what I mean? I don't, I think you might just be high. Yeah. Okay. You might I just be high saying. on a drug. Yeah. You know, that, it's like, like, it's just your perspective. You're but... just, you're killing your ego when you're on mushrooms. It's like, well, you might just be on mushrooms. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah, <laughs> that you can't comprehend what's happening to you. Yeah. So you put it on this pedestal of like, of this big story, this very personalization of like, uh, what is it? Or, sorry, personification of what's happening to you. So you have to tell yourself, like, oh, I'm actually doing something different. And it's like, right, but if nobody, if there's a pers- human being who goes through life and has never done mushrooms, mm-hmm. they're not going to feel the same way as you. Yeah. There, there's, it's you like, can say the same thing about a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff, you know, yeah, absolutely. Like anything impactful, just like if, if someone's never gone to a comedy show ever, ever. in their life, then they couldn't really speak as to what it's like to share laughter with random strangers in a room. That's a good point. Yeah. Like it's, it's an experience in its own way. Yeah. I feel like some people like kind of like the same type of But it's induced. I feel like it's in in even comedy. Even if you're laughing in the room with a bunch of people, that's an induced thing. You knew what you were doing, but people don't go to comedy shows and think, wow, I just talked to machine elves and they told me <laughs> what was actually going on. You know what I mean? I've never been to Memphis. <laughs> <laughs> You've never been to a Dave Chappelle show. <laughs> yeah. no, uh, I, I get that. Uh, I feel like some people, though, the same type of people who complain like, oh, I took mushrooms and I had this ego death and that type of thing, uh, maybe are the same type of personality that, like, when they smoke marijuana, that's their personality forever. It's like, oh, I got a 420 tattoo, and I fucking, I wake and bake, lunch breaks, <laughs> until I fall asleep, you know? It's like my thing. Yeah, well. Cause everyone has their thing, and, like, I mean, people who, who drink do that to an extent. People who do pills do that to an extent, absolutely. you know? I mean, some of it, though, is just, like, like heroin, I think. Nobody's like the heroin lifestyle. Like, that shit just <laughs> it just kind of happens you. to you. You know what I mean? It has a hold on you. It's well, a different thing. It's a different thing. But mushrooms is like non-addictive. But personality-wise, you could get addicted to thinking like this is my key. Yeah, to the no, like I know some douchebags that much love as mushrooms. Is addicted to meditation. Though. Absolutely. Yeah. And I don't know, dude. Or CrossFit. I, I could be wrong. I could be <laughs> wrong about all this, but I know some douchebags who got really into mushrooms, and it's like. You're still a douche. You just talk about killing your ego. Like, you didn't do anything. You still act the same. You just have this new thing that you talk about. One experience that you try to relate everything to. Yes. Which is making it your personality. And I I don't know, man. I'm I'm just shitting on mushrooms tonight. Uh, so I've done mushrooms quite a bit. I've yeah. also done LSD. And with uh, with me, I think mushrooms is a very introverted thing, like mm-hmm. where, or introspective rather, where it makes you look at things, emotions, situations, memories in a different way 
a deeper there's way nothing than you wrong would with that. have. Which I don't know if that. I don't think that's wrong. Up on this pedestal, and it can be a positive or a negative yeah. thing. Because sometimes you shouldn't give a fuck what people think. And I've never done mushrooms and not been in, in tuned mm-hmm. with what I think everyone else is thinking in an anxiety type of way. Absolutely, which could be a bad thing for you. But also, if you look at your own memories and your own actions and stuff in a different way, there's a positive thing to that too. You know, it's just sometimes people will put more to it than there is. Like absolutely right. I so I think people that. will build a world around it for themselves, yeah. right? And I don't know if that's. I don't think I believe that that's the case, but you can, I you can, can understand. You can enjoy just doing being that type in, of introspective. Stuff for fun. Like I've I've thought about doing the ketamine clinic, mm-hmm. you know, with a therapist doing the drug, and but Going at that point it's fixing kinda, yourself, you know, yeah. and you you have this understanding that you're trying to work through your own reality. Yeah, you have a goal in mind. But there is still a reality out there that doesn't encompass you, yeah. or that encompasses you, but. It, you're not changing shit. You know what I mean? Like, well, maybe that's why it's been it's mushrooms and, uh, you know, some people do it with LSD too. It's so beneficial to people who are trying to do that type of thing. Is cause they want everybody else. Sh- well, you shed the reality that you're in mm-hmm. to an extent, depending on how much fucking mushroom you eat. <laughs> and then depending on if you, you see the purple lady have, or whatever the fuck. You only have that inner voice to deal with. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Whereas, like, Sometimes in life we're distracted with all this shit going on where like, you know how like the more fucked up you get just drinking, the less you care about the stuff going on around you. The same type of thing if the room melts and you can only hear your own thoughts, <laughs> you, you can only focus on your own thoughts and they're the only one that's going to bring well, you out of But that, then you're going to wake you know? up, you're going to wake up thinking like, oh, everybody needs to fucking get oh, on this. Yeah. Is what I, when, yeah. look, I'm a big fan of escaping. I'm, I drink a lot love movies yeah, love it, everybody's got their things and it's like at what point is it just escapism and yeah. that's okay yeah that's but completely like okay the, the mushrooms aspect of it a lot of people use that as a guise of like oh this is just a spiritual type of thing yes it's like I could feel you that. might you might just be taking a you know a fucking 24 hour break yeah from all of the shit because in 24 hours you're gonna have to wake up yeah. And then life is still happening. Yeah. But uh, don't get me wrong, I'm still a big fan of distractions. Love yeah. it. Yeah. I love anything that can distract me from the fact that I am sad. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Anything that can distract me from me being sad or can maybe even try to explain it, I fuck with that. It's when you start to say, like, well, actually, we're going into another dimension. Yeah. And we're talking to the purple lady. And she well, told me, look, she told no me one really knows. what's really going on. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if she did. But, and I, I'm not shitting on people doing mushrooms. Honestly, I'm down to do mushrooms. I'm not, I'm not against it. Yeah. Like, it's, it's again, like I you said, it's the personality it. thing. Try it. It's, it, okay, is this now who you are as, like, a person? Because... There's so much more that goes into being a person, especially when it comes to reality. Yeah. You know, you can't just fucking be fucking around. Is that like a, is that a CPU? Are you mining Bitcoin over there? Is that what's going on with the blue oh, light? the blue the, thing? Yeah. It's actually just Bluetooth speaker. <laughs> That's like the sub part of it. It's these things there. All right, cool. <laughs> I have two, two setups because I have one that I could uh, use just my phone on and then one to run the computer. Yeah. Because... I didn't know this till I started plugging all this shit in, but 
things don't like to communicate with each other, and then certain things give that loud feedbacky sound. Oh, okay. Like if my computer speakers are turned on while these mics are turned on, it'll go. But sometimes I want to listen to some shit, so I had two sets. So then, it, if we're doing the pod, then I could be like, "Oh, let's oh, let's hear what this is." Okay, this that's smart. That's yeah. cool. But also, this is my first idea. podcast. Did you know that, Jake? Oh, Never yeah. done a podcast before. I've only been so, doing comedy for a year, though. So, yeah. you know, I'm not even a comedian. I'm just an aspiring podcaster. Um, <laughs> just doing whatever I can to start podcasting. Well, um, I. C- I- couldn't have noticed that as your first podcast. You're feeling smooth. Oh, thank you. I, uh, I my first podcast that. was that Toasted Marshmallows. You uh, did the Toasted Marshmallows? Yeah, shout out nice. uh, Wendy Mosier and Chris Adams, Toasted Marshmallows Adventures. Uh, if you don't listen to them, check them out. Check them out. Yeah. Hell yeah. It, you know it'd be sick if Boise just turned into like this really cool scene for comedy? Where everyone helped each other out and supported each other and... Or just people came to watch us. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah. uh, Come to buy watch tickets. local comedy. Uh, get me booked. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that'd be dope if Boise could be something like, I don't know, even Salt Lake or like Denver. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Well, so, so I think part of it is you got to have a comedy club. Oh, that would be nice, huh? Like, we got the Lounge of the Indian Universe. We got Watson's. And they do comedy more than anything else. But they're not an exclusive no, comedy, comedy clubs. club. And I'm talking like a franchise comedy yeah, club. Like the Laugh Wise Factory, Guys, Wise Laugh Factory, Guys, yeah. Comedy um, Store. It, dude, there's places in Boise that could be... I mean, loud, or Liquid Laughs used to be that. Yeah. And they were like, oh, fuck it, we don't want to do it anymore. I don't know what the story well, is. I, like, think I haven't been in the game. A but. lot of these other places are filling that void. Like, yeah. I, just like but you, none I of them are for Liquid Laughs as far But as none like, of them are like filling it as a comedy club. Yeah. You hear that, Haley? You <laughs> fucking hear it? You hear what I said? They're um, all working on it. They're all trying to become that, but they're also not doing it. Yeah. It's it's like somebody just literally needs to go lease for $5 million someplace, <laughs> someplace downtown. Build a wise guys. <laughs> <laughs> I, had heard, I heard rumblings about wise guys was – talking about coming up here but then i heard from a friend of the owner of wise guys in salt lake they're like we're not fucking doing that i don't know who's i don't know who's supposed to do that but it would be dude it'd be fucking amazing they got, well, they got one in vegas they got one in salt lake so you i have, went and saw uh, ari shafir and mark norman shane gillis and uh, what at, a uh, lineup dude. yeah at Wise guys in Salt Lake. In Salt Lake, it's not a far drive. It's fucking like four it's right hours. there. Yeah. yeah. Well, then, do you? Know, I, mean, I don't know. I think comedy would get elevated from. I don't know. I have this idea that comedy. Yeah, we're not getting that lineup unless it's the fucking Idaho Center. No. What well, I have this. <laughs> uh, yeah, unless it's fucking Bill Burr at yeah. the Idaho Center. Sold out arena. Where where Nick Nico and uh, and uh, Nate Ford will be playing on what, what's December eighth? Uh, yeah. They will be opening <laughs> for Bill Burr. Um, Bill Burr. A little promo. But, uh... You, you hear that, Billy Burr? Yeah. Welcome Monday Morning Podcast. Let's go. Ran about this shit. <laughs> <laughs> Got two comics in a fridge. They want to open for you. We're change. in a fridge. <laughs> okay. Are we funnier? Maybe. No. But... <laughs> Maybe no. Right. We'll um, oh, I, I think it would be amazing to be able to go to a club, you know what I mean, in Boise, and just do three, you know, start at 7 o'clock, end at fucking 2 in the morning. Yeah. Just with the guys. Hell yeah. And the gals. Obviously, um, 
I haven't I haven't been in the Boise comedy scene or as a performer in any comedy scene uh, long enough to really know how much different it is, especially after the pandemic. Yeah. Than like what it used to be. But I could see Boise growing into a big comedy scene with a with a a staple around a franchise club where all these different local bookers could work together to build themselves yes instead up. of building You're, instead of just building their own brand which i love i support building your own brand but it's like i want a i want a place to go where yeah. i can see comics fucking murder where we can see people grow and then we can see how much better everybody is than us yeah. well, you know because I, I you know i'm going to craft brewers every week i'm going to the liquid lounge every week i'm going to you know, mad sweet when I feel like it, like, but I'd love to be able to go to an open mic or even get booked at a, at a club where it's like, I'm watching Nate Ford murder in front of me. And now I need to be better. Yeah. I need to motivate you. Motivates me where it's rather than, because Nate Ford shouldn't be bombing. That guy's fucking hilarious. But you know what, when you're going to bomb, when you're you're doing comedy in front of four people. Yeah. You're rolling dice at a bar. Yeah. It's like Whether or not those people are the guy's been in the game or... for like what 12, 15 years, and he kills in yeah. front of a crowd. Oh yeah, nobody kills in front of four people because four people don't laugh that loud. Yeah. Like physics, yeah. is it? Well, is it physics? Where, is that physics? Stuff out, but yeah, it's where you work stuff out. Right, but I'd love to see Nate work some shit out, and he murders it because it's like he just said some wacky, yeah. wild shit. Well, if we had a. Con- uh, Club. Every, every club Just that we club. do have here that supports comedy, Nate's a regular performer. At. Mm-hmm. So if we had one that was bringing in big names, then he would and he's getting paid from it. Working with those guys all the time, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's good for the scene. But part of it, the part of it of everyone working together that I see is like just as a a young comedian trying this shit out mm-hmm. for myself. I've noticed you gotta self promote and try to book yourself. If I want to expand my audience, I gotta leave Boise, go do shows other places. I don't want to have to I leave started. Boise. There you go. I don't. I want to be able to do good here without having to leave. Well, I don't mean move, but no. you gotta, you gotta, you gotta to branch out your audience. You gotta go do a show in Vegas or in mm. California or in Oregon or Washington or whatever. But what I'm saying is, when you go to book a show, if they want you to go to Portland to do a show, right? The expense on you is quite a bit if yeah. they're gonna pay you fifty bucks. Yeah. Right. If there's no hotel, no flight. 50 bucks, you're losing a lot of money to do mm. that. Now, if everyone in the scene, like in Portland, they're really good about this, but if everyone in the scene knows, hey, my homie just booked this guy who's driving for seven hours to get here, and we're only able to give him 50 bucks, can you get get him on a show that same weekend? Can you get him on a show so that same weekend? It? Can you? Yeah. And then all four places get a slice of the pie from the guy who's only going to be there for two days, and that guy gets 250 bucks instead of 50 And it bucks. pays for the trip. And then he'll come back. How about this one? Yeah. How about every... Yeah. I, I mean, you have a job, I'm assuming. Yeah, we have to. Yeah. <laughs> Nate has to have a job. I mean, I'm in the mafia, but... Yeah. Whatever <laughs> works. Yeah. Whatever works. No judgment. Yeah. But it's My like, beard's a little too red to be Italian. <laughs> <laughs> the Irish mafia of Boise. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we got no. all the rights to the potatoes. No, I feel like everybody has a fucking job in Boise. Nobody's yeah. living off of comedy. Except for yeah, maybe Moondeck, but I don't even know. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I mean, he, he has a good thing going at the lounge. Mm-hmm. He's consistently booked. But just like Eugene, Eugene has a job at the lounge where he's the all-time host. Where every show that they have, 
he can be the host for. If he's not doing an out-of-town gig, he'll be the host for the out-of-town guy coming into town. Yeah. If they're just doing a showcase, he'll host for that. And it's a paid gig every time, so he's regularly every week getting up multiple times and getting paid for it. But that's still not equating to so the at, amount of money it right. costs to live in so the at most that expensive point, city absolutely. in America. So at know? that point, you have to fucking move out of Boise to go be a paid comic, is what or, I feel like. Or you could be creative, man. I fucking made a lot of money off the internet mm-hmm. from doing content creating. Yeah. Right? So it doesn't equate to enough where I don't have to work, but if you do that's my point. several I'm, different things, you could work it out. Where absolutely. You're making a little bit from comedy, you make a little bit from a podcast, you make a little bit from reels, a little bit from TikTok, and then it might take five years of building it on the side of your job, but my dream is is that I put my hand in all these pots, and they all kind of suck and fucking burn my hands right now. Yeah. It's cost me more money than it makes. But in five years, once I've got followers on all this shit, yeah. then I could quit the day job and make 500 here, 500 here, 500 here. I don't know. Um, I, I look at You remember Mateen? We met Mateen at the yeah. tree fort. Yeah. yeah. So, so. Yeah. Shout that, out Mateen. Shout out he's Mateen from, Stewart. Uh, uh, he's Los from Angeles. Right? Los Angeles. Yeah. Laugh Factory in Long Beach, is, I think, yeah. is where he goes. Yeah. He just did a show. Where he, you know, he headlined over Delia, which is fucking Hell sick, yeah. dude. Um, well, Delia just shout got out to that canceling. Special out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but it, it's like it would be amazing to be able to be in Boise, and obvi- I don't. Obviously, you're not going to make as much money as the people in LA, as the comics in LA. But it'd well, be great. Well, because how many shows could you do in a night in LA? Just that alone. It, you can literally do it. Live off of that alone. Like, you know, I, I hear a lot of on podcasts where it's like, you know, when did you quit your day job? It's like, I don't know if I can ever quit my fucking day job doing comedy in Boise. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Not unless you're able to move. do more than one show at night. And not unless you're able to travel and not everybody can travel. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, because honestly, not, a, not think... every funny person can travel yeah. all over the Pacific Northwest. Yeah. You know, like you have well, kids. You... I have a kid like I I yeah. would love to be able to be a, if I were going on tour, yeah, I could travel. Yeah. But I'm not going on tour. You used to have to do that. But I'm I think to the get internet's gigs. closed that gap to some yeah. extent. Because like I did comedy in Oregon mm-hmm. but I didn't have to go fucking open mic in, in Oregon to get it. You can get videos yeah. of your comedy here. Throw it out. And then yeah. throw it out. And then when they say, Oh hey, well, but think about this, this bookers right? bookers are all working together to get people shows in Boise, getting yeah. funny comedians, really funny people. It's not like there aren't funny people in yeah. Boise. Oh, right? tons. There's hilarious fucking people in Boise. Yeah. Everybody's working together to get those people spots, and then they're competing. Oh, I'll pay you 200 bucks for this show. Oh, well, if, yeah. if you come to my well, show. Because ticket sales are good. Yeah, ticket sales are good. It's not like there's no people in Boise. There's too fucking many of us here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like. It's been the biggest growing city in America for, for two years. For a long time. Yeah. So it's like, there should absolutely be somewhere that's a hub. How about a hub? Yeah. Like, how about I can be a traveling comic? And that's a shitty thing about Boise. It's, we're not the East Coast where you can travel from Pennsylvania to Connecticut to New York all in the fucking, yeah. you know, in a Yeah, weekend. it's a ways. Yeah. All the, all the Everything's far away. is spread out. Yeah. yeah. I mean, five hours is the closest, so that's Salt Lake, right? Yeah. But... There's no hub for Boise comedians who are starting out. And I don't know. I think it would be amazing if somebody just opened a club. If Blue City opened a club, a dedicated club, 
to comedy. To comedy. Yeah. And then hired Bree Jones as a booker and then hired whoever's at the lounge as a booker yeah. instead of this competing interest thing. Well, so oh, Brian, fucking Brian at the lounge, he used to be the booker of the Funny Bone. Yeah. So that's how that's they awesome. know all of those out-of-town comics. That's yep. why Burt Kreischer even went to that place. Mm. He wasn't like what comedy club looks like an office in Boise, Idaho that I can hit after my sold-out fucking arena. <laughs> he knew him and was like, hey, can I work some shit out? Because he knew him from back in the day. Yeah. So they had, there's dudes like Brian in Boise that have the connection to... To comedy. In Hilarious America. comics from all over. Well, I think the cool the thing York that's going to happen here, here, we're about to talk some shit on comics in Boise. The Lounge sent uh, Eugene to New York, and they did that uh, uh, festival here where they had a bunch of comedians come in from New York, and then we met all those people from California when, yeah. when Comedy Fest was or Comedy Fort was going on yeah. in Tree Fort. Those type of things are what the scene needs, but it would be amplified if there was one hub to do it at. To do it at, so we don't have to wait for a tree for it. That's what the lounge is trying to do. They're all that's what but Haley and Blue City's trying to do. That's what Watson's has been trying to do, is become their own hubs. How sick would it be if they all became one hub? Yeah. Because right now it's a little bit scattered. I don't know. And it's true. I don't know, the thing that That'd I think. the dream. I think, it, I think it weeds out the comics that are doing it, that want to do it, that want to be comedians and then the people that are like stepping their toe in or you there's people that aren't funny they just exist not everyone's funny but they're at every fucking open mic yeah yeah i think that's always how open mic's gonna be though absolutely but dude open mic an open mic on thursday you're gonna you might get more people than you than getting booked at watson's i've seen the same guy ever since the very first night i did comedy always eat shit and he does the same thing and always comes the same night like it's a regular thing for him but he's not working on stuff Mm -hmm. he's not trying a new way of delivering it he's not trying a new way of writing it and i'm not gonna shit on this person or name drop or whatever you probably even know who i'm talking about just by caden mcknight that's who it is (laughs) But there's a lot of that in open micing because to some people maybe that's just their thing is that they just want to do that. Uh, right, but that's such an old Boise. That is such an old Boise thing. Ever. If you like, only want to do open mics ever, why change your three minutes? Do you remember? Right, but do you remember like Boise? At, how long you've been in Boise your whole life? Idaho. On and off. I was born in California. I lived in Oregon and Washington, but I lived in Boise over ten years. Yeah. So, yeah, ten years ago. There was, I mean, there was a comedy scene kind of at Liquid, but it's like it was such a normal thing for people to just start trying shit downtown, like a cooking yeah. class, you know what I mean, or do an improv class, yeah. where stand-up comedy was almost like doing a class or something like that. Yeah, it's like, it some, like it's, you get to be next to everybody. Thing, yeah, outing. You get to be next to everybody for a little yeah. bit, and it's like that's a that's great, but. Some of us would like to go beyond that, yeah. and, it, and yeah. that is possible with a hub, dude. Yeah. If Liquid opened up again, fuck yeah. yeah. I, if Liquid opened up again and they had shows Thursday through they Sunday, up to comedy instead of what they're doing right whatever now, whatever the fuck they're doing right now. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah we well, can open so, the basement. So let me ask you this: as someone who never really experienced Liquid, 
what made that place so much different than what they have at the lounge or so at the Mad Speed? I, I experienced Liquid. I, I went to my first ever live comedy show at, at Liquid. Okay. Right, and so they had and they had a tour. They had an out-of-town tour come through, and Caden was hosting. And it was, okay. it was, it was 2018, 2019, 2018, I think. Um, shout out Caden McKnight. Shout out Caden McKnight. Fuck it. you, you bitch. You little <laughs> bitch. Um, but it was like, it was hilarious. Like, the, the people they got on were, it was so, so funny. Two drink minimum, like, just your classic comedy club thing. Yeah. Where it's like, here, we're charging fucking eight dollars a beer for an open mic like it's a different vibe where you know i like literally on thursday i was out there you i think you were out there with me i was like oh you guys coming in for comedy and the guy was like oh i guess yeah and a crowd of people just walked in to do comedy i could be wrong about that like they that they could have been friends with somebody there yeah but but there's a lot of there's a lot of people surprised that it's a comedy yeah, absolutely show and then and then you're like comedy at a bar right yeah whereas if you go to liquid even at the open mics it's like oh this this is liquid laughs yeah i'm coming to an open mic at a comedy a club. comedy place yeah to drink minimum yeah well it's just like when we started this podcast you're talking about how when you go and fucking crash a music mic yeah why is it like that it's because it's a fucking music mic because they weren't Everyone ready for that when you get there that yeah. they're hearing bands all night Everyone yeah. knows when they got to Liquid. It's Liquid Laughs. It's a comedy club. That's what you think sets it apart. Right. Okay. And even if you say, hey, you know, like, uh, you know, this is a live theater environment. This is a comics. You know, you're going to have professionals. You're going to have amateurs. You're going to have first timers. There's, it, it feel like the vibe in the crowd is still like, oh, should I even be laughing at this? Yeah. You know, oh, I'm hearing this abortion joke. Ew. I, I don't, I didn't want to laugh at this. And it's like. You know, if the joke's not funny, don't laugh. But I've heard people tell hilarious jokes. Like, Jack Wheeler has this hilarious joke about women not, or like voting for a woman and comparing it to voting for Kanye. That is so (laughs) fucking funny to me, dude. And it's so funny to all the comics in the back. I've seen so many people laugh at it in the back. And I've heard that joke eat a bag of dicks on stage. Oh, yeah. It's like, that's funny. Yeah. But Why not, are you not, not laughing? Right. It's not for everyone, There's thirty right. of you in here. I don't know. My favorite jokes I know are not for everyone. I think. Well, I think that joke is actually for, like uh, the the setup and the punchline is hilarious. He says, "I'm yeah. an idiot. I I shouldn't be yeah. even allowed Your to vote." Basically, yeah, this is all yeah. stupid. Like I'm, I you know, and then the punchline. <laughs> yeah. I voted for Kanye, much like people voting for women. Like that's yeah. actually funny. Yeah. Like the premise everything is really funny there but like sometimes the crowd is like confused or something like they're not ready for the fact that this is jokes yeah or how about this one i you know i'll i'll go on stage and well but also there might be a level of people not wanting to accept the the only reason that's funny is because it's a wild comparison Mm -hmm. but there's some truth to it right absolutely they're not willing to accept that there's some truth to it thing Right, but truth is truth. I don't know. <laughs> fucking, if it's true, it's true. It's fucking that, funny to me, get, It's fucking funny. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I don't like it. So I, I've had some jokes where it's like I've done very well 
in front of a crowd talking about getting divorced and like you know like I'm in the talking yeah, stage shit. right real shit yeah I've had some jokes that have done very well but then the next week I'll come and the same amount of people and I'll tell the same joke and rather than like understand that I'm telling a joke I'll get the alls and I'll have people yeah. come up and hug me dude yeah. don't that is so much worse than bombing in oh, my opinion. Yeah. When I yeah. tell a joke and somebody's like, hey, man, you're going to get through this. <laughs> Fuck you, yeah, dude. Bro. I'm joking. You just yeah. made it not a joke. I a was joke. joking. You made it something different. Yeah. Like, that. that's it. I, I don't know. Fucking. Uh, I, like, and I think that's because people are, it's such like a, a wandering in. I don't know. I think it's because people are like, well, oh, maybe, I guess we'll go. Maybe or they're on Eventbrite and they're like, oh, we'll fucking open my comedy. And they're like, well, maybe we'll go. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe, uh, we pause maybe this? I have to piss so that. bad. Do we pause? Is that um, a thing that we do? Or yeah, do you just let me go piss? Well, let me see how long we've been on, actually. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah, we're over an hour, buddy. All right. If you want to end it. We can pause it if you want, but we can also. Uh, we can get out of here. I got. I have a four-year-old at home. Let me uh, <clears throat> let me give you a chance to promote your shit though. We're talking about networking. Shout out all your social medias. Any upcoming shit absolutely. You got going on? Um, you can follow me at Graham Lemay underscore on Instagram. Um, don't look at my Twitter. Nobody's allowed to see that. Uh, <laughs> that's that's just shit posting and shit retweeting. Um, that's deep Graham Lemay. <laughs> you have to find me on that one. Um, yeah, Instagram. Graham LeMay underscore. Um, I do open mics. Like I said, I don't get booked, but if I do, I'll come back. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, uh, this is awesome, dude. This yeah, is fucking sick. Well, I love the vibe. Graham's Young and Comedy. He'll be getting uh, get more book shows coming up. And if you follow him on Instagram, that's the only way you're going to know about him when he's got him. Okay? Let's go. Uh, follow Fridge Friends Podcast. We got uh, YouTube, TikTok, and you can listen to this wherever the fuck you're listening to it right now. If you want to ask any questions or you want to be on the show, email us, gmail, uh, fridgefriendspodcast at gmail.com. The main show I'm trying to promote for myself is a long ways out. It's Oasis Music Festival. Let's go. September 22nd. I'll be doing comedy in the middle of a three-day music festival on uh, private property. No cops allowed. Fuck the police. Be out there September 22nd. Uh, thanks for another great episode, and uh, we'll Jake, you're killing Graham it. Again. This is awesome, dude. <laughs> this is fucking awesome. Thanks, buddy. Should I have been over here? No, oh, it did. It was just when I fucking grabbed it. I thought it was off. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's an hour full audio. Yeah. Fuck yeah, dude. It's sick. Well, because my, uh, my computer will crash if I pull. We're just a couple of friends inside a refrigerator. Friends in the fridge.